Welcome to Behind the Filter. I'm your host, Patrick Weaver, where I take you behind the scenes with some of your favorite bloggers, influencers, content creators, and you get to hear from them completely unfiltered. All right, y'all, welcome back to Behind the Filter. This week, I actually have my first LGBTQ plus influencer. And let me tell you, this is about to be a very fun, probably like a little bit of like an NSFW conversation. Um, I am like, I'm so excited to welcome Alex Hall, AKA the Bottoms Digest. He is someone that loves to cook and of course have spontaneous sex. It's like so many of us, other gays do. So welcome to Behind the Filter, Alex. Thank you so much. I didn't know I was your first LGBTQ plus yes. person on here. That's sick. Awesome. I know. I know. I I had like full intentions of like doing only queer influencers during Pride Month, but I have so much on my platter that I was like, what's yeah. the one thing that I can drop right now and like be okay with it? And I was like, podcast. That's got to be the first thing to go need a mental health break because it's, it's a lot of work to produce a show. No kidding. You're telling me. So, I mean, cause it's not like I have like a whole network that I'm on. Like I'm doing all of it. I'm doing the pitching. I'm the one that's getting the scheduling. I'm doing the recording. I'm doing the audio editing. I'm the one pushing it out. I'm like this is too much for me today. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, so you're the very first one, which that's, I love. Yeah. Um, um So I listened, so I found you on TikTok, which is where you kind of uh, started to gain like thousands and thousands of followers. Like, did you ever like think that you were going to blow up like this or were you like kind of hoping you did or like, what was that like? Um, So I didn't think it was going to be so soon um, because we dropped on June 3rd. it was definitely intentional to do it during Pride Month um, yeah. to make it like more editorial, but I didn't think it was going to be so fast. So I knew what we were creating was fun and magical, and like I actually I really do love to cook, so Same. it's authentic. Um, yeah, I just listened to your episode with Tiffany before we hopped on, and y'all talked about <laughs> food for like oh. twenty minutes, and I was like, perfect <laughs> episode for me to pick. Um, yeah, I could talk about, I talk about food all the time, but like, I'm such a foodie and yeah. it's hard. I mean, I live in Nashville, so I'm in the South, but I'm also uh, plant-based now. So it's like I'm very restricted on where I can go to eat. So, but I'm always like trying to find new yeah. places that have like plant-based options. But yeah, I, it, it takes so long for like, I am, I'm like an Instagram blogger, which like, I guess everyone thinks that they're an Instagram blogger these days. Um, It's what everyone wants to do until they actually learn how hard our job is. Um, And I have been running that business for almost three years and I didn't see major traction until year three. And, you know, I always like to tell people if you're going to get started in some type of influencer or blogger or content creator of some type, treat it like a business from day one but also like understand it is like starting an actual like brick and mortar store. It's going to take you like three to five years before you're going to see any money. Which is afraid of failure because this is not my first venture at all. Um, Oh yeah. Like this is my first successful popped off. So Mm -hmm. like, like this is not how it goes. 
hours usually. Like I'm only yeah, seven man. weeks. Um, and this is like my third uh, interview. It's I we have like forty four thousand followers on TikTok now. Um, oh yeah, you're killing it on TikTok. It's so weird too because it's like. TikTok was one of those things where, like, I refused to, like, pay for it. I refused. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, I got so tired of seeing the ads all the time. Like, as I would be, like, scrolling through, like, Snapchat stories or, like, Instagram stories. And I was like, I'm never downloading this thing. Screw this. COVID hits. What do I do? Like, download TikTok, of course. And... I think it became like all of our like quarantine, like favorite hobby was like filming TikToks, doing this. I went viral twice and only one of the videos was actually like even good. And I was like, what is, it's so bizarre to me, but now like I look back, I look back and I'm like, God, like I could have been Noah Beck. I could have been Addison Rae had I just like jumped on the bandwagon early but of course, you know, I didn't. But video content for me, it's like one of those things I just hate doing it. Like I hate doing video. Yeah, it takes a lot of like practice, that's for sure. And there's some days where it's exhausting. Like I have to film tomorrow morning. Yeah. And I have to like mentally prepare myself the whole oh my God. before. Cause you know, it's a lot of energy. Like what y'all see on my YouTube episodes and my TikTok episodes is not me having a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. or fucking at my script or you know cutting my only onion wrong like there's a there's a lot of shit that goes wrong off camera that there I wish people I really wish that people understood like how much work we put into content like it's one of those I things yeah I, I mean like especially like I've put some like YouTube stuff out but it's like I have to be in the fucking right headspace for that. Cause otherwise I'm like, this is a, like I'm over here, like my trying to like edit a video and I've had four glasses of wine and then I'm like squinting, trying to like yeah. do stuff. And I'm like, this is just a fucking mess. And I'm like, I'm too like, and I'm buzzed now. I want to watch the housewives. I don't want to do this. And then I'll just, I'll like leave it and just, I'm like, I'll, I'll get around to it tomorrow. And then I never do. And so then it just gets put on the back burner, but even just like me going out to like shoot just photos, it takes, a, you know, a lot of preparation. Like it's not just like, okay, I've got to pull these clothes, but then I've got to find a spot to shoot. I have to make sure lighting's good. I don't like shooting with anybody anymore because I felt like it was always like I was trying to direct them how to do stuff. And I was like, no, the light is here. It's right here. And I'm so particular about it. So I bought a tripod with a clicker. Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah. And it, it was the best thing that I've ever done. And so now I'm like, let me set up my tripod somewhere. And then I'm just like looking around and I'm like, okay, well, like we just got to get this shit done. Like it's, it's just yeah. got to get done. And it's painful some days. There's some days where I, you can tell in like my photos and my videos that I'm just not with it. <laughs> like my, like, you know, soft smirk, it's no longer a soft smirk. It's just me just sitting there with like resting bitch face. Cause I'm just like, click, 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 click. Let's get this over with. I want to go home. I want to do this. So, but like, so how did you like decide like YouTube was going to be your thing and like TikTok? Like, and it's such a, like a very specific niche, which I also want to get into. Um, but like, how did you decide like, oh yes, it's going to be YouTube. Um, so I thought of the idea like a year ago um, 
I was still living in New York City, uh, mm. like right when COVID broke. Um, I'm from Texas, so I moved to Austin, Texas. Okay. From, so I'm in Austin right now. Love that. Um, so I'm also a Southern Belle. Um, yes. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? This is a this is meant to be because I really want to go back to the South anyways. Um, and I thought about it like a year ago while I was still in New York because I too am plant-based. I stopped buying meat because it was so expensive in New York. Yeah. Um, so I started going uh, a lot more vegetarian. Um, I'm not vegan. I, I say I'm a Southern vegan. Um, yeah. Because I still use butter and eggs. Um, but <laughs> I went vegan and are uh, vegetarian, I mean, and I immediately started to notice the benefits in the bedroom. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Niches are where the riches are. So let me like dip into this. And so I thought of the Bottoms Digest. <clears throat> My uh, day job is I'm a graphic designer. So I know how to design logos and websites and all that. So yeah, I designed the logo myself. And then I just kind of sat on it. And then when we moved back to Texas, I really was like, you know what? I live in a really old house now. The kitchen's super cute. Like that's actually my kitchen that I film in. I love it. I like, you know what? I really want to like do this because I want this to be my job, but I've been remote for three years before COVID. Mm -hmm. So I knew my background uh, before I got into graphic design was I was the bartender at gay clubs in Houston. And I just knew I didn't want to go back to the industry, but I wanted to cook. So this is right in between was being able to cook for an audience, but do it remotely from wherever I am. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to do YouTube. Um, you know, people can't send their food back and be like, I don't want that. I don't like this. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if you don't like it, you got to comment on it. And then I got to comment back. And <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I know that YouTube's also a uphill battle, but. It, it very much is. I mean, I will say you you have more subscribers on your YouTube than I do, but my YouTube channel is not that great anyway. So. A lot of work. I mean, that conversion rate, getting them from TikTok to Instagram uh -huh. to YouTube, it definitely dwindles, but it's building. I mean, I checked it today and it was almost at 700, which... Yeah, I think I saw it was like 691 or something and I was like, yeah. okay, killing it. I think I'm over here with like 16. But it's so, like, I, I'm not active on the platform. I very rarely post. So yeah, you have to do hey. it constantly. Oh. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I don't like I look so I do I'm, I do fashion and beauty. And so I go back to like YouTube for like inspiration for like types of like, you know, short little like snippet videos that I can put on like Instagram reels or like a quick IGTV. Uh, IGTV video. So I go back to like the like OG beauty bloggers like Tati Westbrook. And uh, um, she used to put out five videos on YouTube a week, like five. I'm like, you're posting a new video. Like how, how? I don't understand it. But I mean, I guess that's why she's the billionaire and I'm not. So Right, a team. A team really makes a difference. I actually just brought on, because since we're growing so fast, I was yeah. like, this is not sustainable. No. I'm gonna out if I don't bring on people now. Yeah. So out of my own funds right now, I, I brought on two people. So starting with this upcoming episode, I now have a video editor. Hallelujah. And, and a sound engineer to help me with my audio. Because 
it's just so time consuming. And, you know, last week I had an interview with Queerty Magazine, which was sick. I saw that. I was, I was like, this is everything. I saw, I think I saw it on your Instagram and I was like, wow. It was so cool. But like, that's the kind of shit I need to free up time to do. And exactly. You know, I, I have a lot of experience with Adobe programs, so I know how to edit the videos, but it doesn't take away the fact that it takes seven hours exactly. to do one eight minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I w- that's one thing too. I wish people knew how much time goes into like the editing process and then even how much more work like for me goes into like I now have to come up with some catchy caption that you're gonna you know pretend like you actually want to read then I gotta post it and then I gotta go look at analytics to figure out what times people want you know are gonna be it's a lot and I do that's what I'm in marketing um so I do a lot of graphic uh graphic design work as well so I like do this all day for a living and then I'm like also running two businesses by myself and I'm about to launch a third, which is just like, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. But it's like, I, I've i worked remote for a year and a half um, and for a company in New York. So I used to go back and forth between Nashville and New York, like all the time. Um, absolutely loved it. Wanted to make a move up there. Glad now that COVID happened that I was down here because things are a little less crazy. And if you had told me that I had to leave New York to go back to Alabama, I think I would have just been like, someone shoot me dead right now out of my misery. So I would love to just like be able to work remotely for the rest of my life. Like I just, I feel like we're about to see like a major shift in like the American workforce where we're all just going to be at home. There's no reason to even go into an office anymore. You could not drag me back. I would, um, I don't want to sit around and like be like, good morning, Nancy. How are you? Thank you. I hate small talk so much. I also don't date. It's because I don't want, I don't care to get to know you. Um, Like to be in fashion, funny enough, I moved to New York to be in fashion. I went to Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia and all this shit. And banter is the reason I had to leave the industry because you sit at the sewing table with people Mm-hmm. all day okay. Monday it's all that Tuesday you come back and everyone's like good morning how are you and I'm like the same as yesterday girl right. we have a yeah. dress today like chill <laughs> like, yeah like we spent 12 hours together yesterday I'm doing the same maybe worse <laughs> it's so it's one of those things where I'm it's like I have noticed I'm like a very very outgoing person just by nature like I'm very much like an extroverted introvert. Like when I want to be social, I'm going to be like the most social butterfly that you've ever seen. But I don't want to sit and have small talk with like people that I don't know or people that I don't really care about. And so I would go into this massive office here in Nashville and I would like walk in and everyone, you know, is like, good morning, good morning. And I'm like, I haven't even had a sip of this latte yet. Can everyone just like leave me alone? Then you have to go into a smaller room for like a breakout meeting. And then you're going back to your desk and there's a cubicle and you're in this tiny cubicle. I was just like, this oh. is maddening. This oh. is all of this is just wrong. And I would have a breakdown every day before I'd get there. Cause it's like, I'm so tired of this. I don't want to talk to these people. Yeah. And I was in sales, so I was already having to talk to people that I didn't know on the phone all day for a living. And I was getting paid shit money. So, well, okay, so you 
I want to know like a little bit more about your like background. Yeah, sure. So like, like a little elevator pitch moment, I guess. Um, Cause I am always so intrigued by the different types of people and like what that come into the industry and like what your hobbies are. Like what, obviously, you know, you don't like banter and small talk just like me. It's great. Love that. Um, yet I'm a podcast host. Right. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like where did you grow up? Tell me your life story. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Houston, Texas. Um, town, definitely. Um, I have moved back to Houston many a time. I'm, but I'm over hurricanes, so I'm done mm-hmm. going back to Houston. Yeah. I grew up in Houston. Um, I actually, so I went to Savannah College of Art and Design um, for fashion design. I unfortunately had to drop out my second, third year because of finances. So when I dropped out, I moved back to Houston and I started bartending. And I've been cooking my whole life and I was still cooking when I bartended too. Um, and I really would like use a lot of my money from bartending to play around with like elevated recipes and have dinner parties and all this stuff. And then I moved to Austin because I got a job at a fine Southern restaurant, fine dining Southern restaurant, which I thought was so ironic because the whole yeah. point of Southern food is that it's supposed to be chill, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so I job and I was there for like six months and I was like, you know what? This isn't me right now. I, I need to go to New York because I'm a college dropout. I need to go, honestly, go suck dick in New York and get my resume looking Period. good. So I moved back to Houston to just take my bartending job back. And while I was there, um, I met my husband now. We've been together for six years. So that was awesome. Um, Love it. Yeah. like, And the minute I met him, I was like, we are not staying here. I'm only dating someone who wants to leave. Um, So a year into our relationship, we moved to New York together. We thrived there for three and a half years together. Yeah. Here together. Um, But I love Texas. I love the heat. I love what's happening in Austin, honestly. Um, (laughs) It's, I mean, I don't love the like capitalistic bullshit that's happening in Austin where it's like getting too expensive and all that. But I love like the queer scene growing so much here. Mm-hmm. Um, the culinary scene is wild here. Um, I'm so inspired to have started this food journey here. Um, but it's a great city. It's actually like Nashville's sister city. I was about to say they're literally like you know long lost sisters that yeah. resemble each other. I've been to Austin a couple of times, um, and my best friend Olivia is from Austin, so. Um, yes so and I I just I yes I second all of that so like I grew up cooking like my late aunt um she passed last year um but she like started teaching me how to cook from a Paula Dean cookbook when I was like 10 years old and uh, you know I think I I think I still have the stupid cookbook somewhere in my apartment it's still canceled but yeah. Oh no, Paula's been canceled. But those those cheddar biscuits, though. No, seriously. I'm like, oh my god. Um, but she she just uh, opened up a restaurant here in Nashville not too long ago, and so of course my mom was like, we have to go, and I was like, I'm not going there. No, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like I the, for the same reason that I don't go to Kid Rocks, I don't go to Paula's. Yeah. 
it's it's just a whole thing here. And it's so funny. I live in Nashville and I hate country music. So don't really know. Yeah, I don't really know how I ended up here or why I did. Um, do what? Great city though. It's a ton of fun. Um, sometimes it's just too much fun. Um, I, I've been known to Sunday fun day a little too hard every Sunday. Um, but that's okay. But so like food for me has always been like a way that like I connected with family. And uh, I mean, I was cooking like independently at like 10, 11 years old, like by myself, didn't need supervision, could chop with a knife. Like my aunt taught me everything. I would go and like visit her. She lived in Atlanta at the time. And so I'd go to visit her and we would lay up in her bed with her two dogs and do nothing but watch Food Network all day. And so I, oh, it was like literally the best thing in the world. Like I, I, it's, I, now I look back at it now that she's gone and I'm like, those are some of the best times of like my childhood. Um, and so food for me is very much kind of like a way that I connect with family. And it's a, like a love language almost for me. Like I have to, now I feel very like responsible for trying to help my friends learn how to cook. Some of them don't know how to cook anything that's not, you know, pop it in the microwave, the oven, or like I have one friend, Peyton, and she's going to kill me for saying this, but she cannot cook anything other than like craft mac and cheese. Like, she, yeah, I'm like Peyton. You're about to get married, sister. We got to have like cooking classes on FaceTime or something. Um, But yeah, so I'm like always the same way. I'm like, I have people over for dinner parties and stuff and food. So food has always been kind of like a very big part of like my life and a love language of how I show people affection. Um, But like, so did you like grow up loving cooking and like watching Food Network? Yeah, so um, I grew up, my mom was really young when she had me, and she taught me how to cook when I was uh, like five years old, honestly, mm-hmm. because um, I'm allowed to talk about it now that I'm an adult, but at the time, it was super illegal for her to be leaving my brother and I at home um, <laughs> at that age, but it was all hush-hush, and yeah, my mom was like, she taught me how to cook at a young age so I could cook for my brother while she was working. Um, and I loved it, like loved it so much. And I just cooked my whole life. I, and I mean like every day to this day, mm-hmm. I've cooked times today alone. It's 6.30 in Austin. And, you know, I grew up watching Food Network a lot when it was actually food cooking shows and not competitions all the time. God, um, it's so annoying. I know you can relate to that since you grew up watching it too, but, um, I would get home from school and the minute I got home from school, I would go pop on like Jada. Yes. Like listen to her over pronounce spaghetti and shit. Uh, It used to piss me off so bad. (laughs) She'd be like, we're going to throw the spaghetti. Spaghetti girl. Yes, you're Italian, but girl, like hush. Or the rigatone. And I was like, what is this? Like, is this fucking like Lady and the Tramp right now? Like, like Italian ass aunt would be there, like looking at her crazy. Like, why? Yes. Who who was like your favorite to watch back in the day? Oh my God. Who was my favorite? I I feel like Ina, Ina is like every gay man's like, I love the Barefoot, Barefoot Contessa. So, the Bottoms Digest is actually a parody on Barefoot Contessa. That's why, like, the music is yes. so, like, that's why the shots and the, 
the whole ambiance is very making fun of Barefoot Contessa in a good way. Um, so I do love Ina Garden. When I lived in New York, I wanted to meet her so bad. Just, no, she's all she's in she's in Southampton. I know. Well, she lived in New York City also. Um, so she went yeah. between the two. And she just is so like out of touch. It's kind of insane. She's so out of touch with everything. <laughs> it's like See, I like, I will never forget, like, I used to watch Martha Stewart all the time. And then when I found out she was going to prison, I was like, for what? I was I like, mean, I, I, I didn't understand it at the time. But I was like, they're like, what is going on? But I ha also, I had the biggest crush on Tyler Florence. Oh my God, nice. Yes. I had the biggest crush on him. And then I used to watch, oh God, I can see your face right now. Rachel Ray. Her 30 minute meals were like my whole life. I like loved watching that just to make fun of Rachel Ray though. <laughs> so for whatever reason. She's such a, if you, I she always wonder too. Every episode, she made like sausage and peppers every time. Every episode, there was always some form of like meat and peppers. I, I was like. And it was like, oh, this time though, it's like sausage and peppers on like right. french fries with a blue cheese right. sauce. And it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm like, I hope you get that done in 30 minutes, God. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would always yeah. like get a little nervous too. I would always, oh, the stupid garbage ball thing that she always had. When she would like do that lap around her kitchen to grab as much as she if could. she possibly could, it would give me the worst anxiety. I was oh, like, God. listen, I grew up poor. Like if that jar of like oh pasta sauce hits the floor, we ain't got none and there's nothing in the bank account to go get some more. <laughs> And in fact, that's going to be a three-hour-long meal now because now you got to go to the store. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Um, I think Anna Garden was definitely one of my favorites on Food Network um, growing up. But I also loved old cooking shows like Julia Child's cooking show is everything. So um, but I honestly love to read cookbooks too. Like Edna Lewis is my favorite chef of all time. Mm -hmm. She's a chef that died, I think, in like 2006, unfortunately. But she... Grew up in Freetown, Virginia. Her grandfather started the town. It's a town in Virginia that was literally created by freed slaves. Um, and they grew all of their own food. And her whole cookbook follows cooking by season. Um, and instead of what you can get all year round, because that's how she grew up to learn Yeah, It's Virginia Southern, so it's a really interesting to see that type of Southern food made too. And um, so I love her cookbooks. Like it's my favorite cookbook on earth. Um, I love that you like, do you like actually like read it almost like a novel? Yes, I do. I <laughs> like do. all the time. <laughs> I, I find myself all the time where I'm like, I, I'm such a like a bookworm too. Like I'd rather stay at home on a Friday night and just like read a book on my couch with wine and the dog and the cat and just like not. It's actually a lot of work for me to be on camera. Um, yeah. I like it, but um, it can drain me. My best friend is a drag queen in Austin. He's actually the reason I moved here because I like yeah. him. But Pride Month was exhausting because oh my God. we were doing so much shit. And everyone wanted to talk about the cooking show with me. And I would just leave all these parties like zonked because I don't. I don't like to go out. I want an agent so bad so that my agent can just <laughs> talk to everyone for me. Like, I don't, I just don't want to do it. That's why I like to cook so much, funny enough, because when I would cook for 
dinner parties growing up, I got to be in the kitchen away from everybody. Everybody, yeah. And the vibe, I just got to be in the kitchen. And then at the end of the night, everyone would be like, oh my God, Alex, everything's so good. And I would like turn red because of the attention being turned to me to like tell me how good everything was. So it, I like to be you're a behind the scenes kind of gal yeah even though I'm very much so in front of the scenes now but yeah I'll tell you a really a really good idea and this is something also for any other like influencer out there that's listening to this oh it's not Uh, copywritten it's ours yeah (laughs) (laughs) um you have got to create a press email account keep it separate and then assign yourself a publicist I have one. Her name's Karen Smith. Nice. That's super smart. Mm-hmm. Um, does all the, Karen does all the bitch work for me. Uh, and it's like, you know, I can, I don't feel bad when brands will come to me and they're like, well, we won't, you know, we're only going to pay you $500 for this. And I'm like, mm, um, I'm going to forward you over to my publicist. She handles all that. <laughs> and then, you know, Karen with a K, my publicist is like, absolutely not. We're not taking anything under them like 3,500. So take that or walk. So I get to kind of like be a little bit more direct, but yeah, having like an agent or some type of manager dream goal. I have two interns. So I have two college students that just work for me. And I'm like, Hey, I need you to do this. I need you to make sure that this contract is done and you do this. Um, and then, you know, I was just like, use me as a reference. So I'm like not actually paying them, but you know, they, you get the benefit of having a very, you know, seasoned professional with a great professional reputation on their side when it comes to all the other stuff. So, all right, we have to like take a quick break and we will be right back with more with Alex. Alrighty, we are back with Alex. So I have to like just dive straight in on your niche because it's so specific. And I swear, I it's going to be so funny because I can I already know what some of the comments like underneath the episode announcement of this is going to be. It's going to be like, what is a bottom? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, just Google it. <laughs> I know. I've gotten it way more than I ever expected, actually. It's like. Uh, <laughs> anyone. With, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, quite literally anyone. And so I love, too, that you have also included people, you know, that are not just gay men in that. I like the inclusivity. Um, love that. Um, so how did you just, like, decide that, like, this was going to be your niche, other than just, like, seeing benefits of it in your personal life? Yeah, so I'm my audience. Um, I think that's why I like the niche so much, because... Yeah. I, it's actually something that I practice and preach. It's not um, something that I just sell to people. Like what I make on camera is actually what I have for dinner um, and what I actually eat all the time. And sure, I'm like versatile, but it's like 90% bottom. So it's, um, it really benefits me to have a spontaneous sex life because I might be an introvert, but I'm not, not a slut. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I yeah. love my husband too, and he's always here. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, that's kind of why I narrowed in on this niche because I was like, you know what, this could 
probably really help a lot of people because God, yeah. there's so much stigma in our community anyways that, mm-hmm. oh, I need to be totally perfect in the bedroom or I need to be totally clean in the bedroom. It's not about that. For me, it's about, I don't want to feel bloated in the bedroom. Uh-huh. Period. Like, yeah, that part mm-hmm. is way worse than any kind of accident. Feels mm-hmm. like a knife in me instead. Um, so... I was like, you know what? These could actually really help a lot of people. So that's why I narrowed in on them because it's always about the top and the top's pleasure and the top. Uh, Yeah, it's so exhausting, honestly. And it's like, I'm having to do all of this fucking work and you're ramming something inside of me. Like, I'm not worried about your pleasure. This is about me. But then again, I'm like very like dominant in the bedroom. Like, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Right, same. But at the same time, like, I still don't want to feel uncomfortable. So I have had to explain that to some people in the comments where they're like, I don't care if there's poop on his dick. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with that. (laughs) Sure, it will be a little cleaner and better for you, which by the way, I'm an open book. I can talk about anything. No, I can too. I just, I think it's so funny because I I get in trouble all the time because I'll just like be at dinner and I'm like, my God, yeah, I got the fucking shit fucked out of me yesterday. It was fucking huge (laughs) and everyone's like, there's a table right there and I'm like I don't fucking care like sorry but there's always one of those things I do it's I mean it's happened to me before so I know it's happened to you where they're like are you cleaned out or it's like we just went to a Mexican restaurant for dinner what the fuck do you think is going on right you're an asshole like um yeah like so that was definitely one of the biggest things I wanted to start this for because my day job is I work in reproductive rights and I mm-hmm. know a lot about destigmatizing really tough topics for some people. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I want to be like working on this and tossing out stigma around things in our own community because there's so much like toxic body image crap and so right. much like toxic right. shit around food in general like oh I should starve myself all day just to have sex for 20 minutes you're crazy yeah no I would never but you need to eat like yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not your crazy. body needs like, food lay off the poppers and cocaine okay <laughs> take them if you want them but please eat something before um <laughs> If you're going to hit a popper, you should probably have some carbohydrates beforehand. Like, um, you're literally going to faint. Um, So I am like, drugs too. Drugs are going to hit you if your stomach Mm -hmm. is empty. Like, you know, you need to eat. The same thing. It's like when you drink on an empty stomach, it makes you so fucked up and then you throw up. It's the same exact thing. It's It's with everything in life. I wonder too, like, because you brought it up, the like really negative stigmas in our community around things like body image and food. Like, do you think we're gonna actually see some type of end to this or like what, like, I always ask, you know, people like, do you see like an end, like when do you see like an end of like racism gonna happen? And they're like, no, five generations away from that ever happening. But like, do you think that we're gonna continue to see like improvements or like how can you and I both as like open queer influencers combat some of these really horrible things and the content that we put out? Well, first off, Actually, that episode with Tiffany was great to listen to because she said something very similar. You have to constantly address it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I address it all the time in my videos. I literally yeah. call my audience starving sluts, which is supposed to be funny. So it's so but, good. But it's also like true. I'm like, y'all need to stop starving yourselves and eat. Like, who gives a goddamn about a calorie or a carb or any of that? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, so we have to constantly address it. I do see it ending, especially as our trans community continues to be pushed to the forefront of our mm -hmm. of our entire existence, honestly, which they should be. Yes. As you know, they are the prime example of body autonomy and what it means to live life authentically. Mm -hmm. And I think there's always going to be those assholes, usually white guys that have a lot of privilege um, that are going to push on masculine belief systems and honestly patriarchy, to be honest, where they just are like, you need to be masculine, you need to be fit, and you're not, you're not masculine if you're not fit. And all. Like, those people are yeah. losing their time in the spotlight pretty fast, so... Yeah, it's nothing that I, nothing that like irritates me more than like, and maybe too, we can also touch on this. It's like, it's so troubling to me that like some of the most like beautiful and creative human beings are never going to be as popular as some white boy with a washboard abs in a Speedo on a beach with like six other guys that look the exact same as him. And I'm like, you're not get like putting anything like of substance out into the world. You're just being a narcissist and like seeking gratification from people on the internet, which I mean, I just got dumped like <laughs> two months ago. And that's what I, that's what my ex told me on the phone was why I was getting dumped. I was vapid and I seek the gratification of others on the internet. And I was like, sir, watch your mouth. Cause you know, I'm not the wrong, I'm the wrong one. But yeah, I, I think, I sort of see an end of it coming, but I think too, it's like, like you said, we have to kind of continue to address it. I've been very open on my platform about struggling with an eating disorder. I did for three and a half years. I've been in, in recovery for five, but had a relapse over the summer for the first time. Um, you know, I am just, I'm an open book on my platform. I just don't really care to hide anything anymore. I'm like, I have been sexually assaulted multiple times. I had an eating disorder. I have crippling anxiety and crushing depression. So those, those would definitely lead to them. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but I'm happy to share that though with people because it, it's an abuse to your platform to not share those stories. So I agree. It's it was a very scary thing to do. Like I kind of like felt like I remember sitting down and I was like getting ready to like publish it. And I was like, okay, we just gotta do it. We gotta do it. We're just gonna publish it. Like I so I literally just like did it and I just like took pressed publish and I just threw my phone across the room and I like went for a run and just like left the house, left my phone. I was like, I we're just we're done now. Um but now I feel like it is so, it would be the, like the antithesis of like what I believe I'm put on this earth to do, to not address things like that. And then to not like, I can't sit here and be like, oh, I'm standing in my truth while also hiding this in my closet. It's like- Seriously, I mean, I feel like so many people in our community battle, like myself and also battles with body.
body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. like just constant, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you're always comparing yourself. The comparison game is brutal. Yeah, but you know, this is a way to continuously address it is to just be like, first off, I start with food because one, being hangry is real. You can't think clearly if you don't eat. And if you don't eat food full of nutrition, that's good for you. How the hell else are you going to do anything else for yourself? So that's why I, I hit this head so hard with what I'm doing because I battled with a lot of this stuff myself. I know too many people that battle with it and food like you and I've already touched on it is soulful. It yes. lightens something up inside of you. It reconnects you with family members that you, it, it reminds you of the time you came home from school and went and watched Food Network. It, it does that for you. And when we push those, so, those things out of our, our vision and our life just to get fucked for 20 minutes, <laughs> we are doing nothing for our humanity. <laughs> like yeah. nothing. Literally, literally nothing. Twenty, actually. So, you know, that's yeah. there's. It's funny, and I I hit a lot of queer stuff in my show, but it really does constantly remind you, like, you need to be eating food. You need to eat food. Don't starve yourself for a man. No, never, never do that. And if you are doing that, please DM me. Let's talk about it. Um, Jeez, let's like talk about that. Just cut cut all ties with that person. Yeah. Um, we're gonna take one more quick break, and then when we come back. We're gonna. I have a couple of little questions. Then we're gonna play game rough hard questions. Oh my god, I gotta go. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay. All righty, we are back with Alex, and so I, you are very new to this. Seven weeks, you said. So, um, I don't know if you've like had a ton of time for these things to start happening but and they're inevitable um I am like inundated every day with like hate comments hate messages death threats you name it it's probably been you know something that's you know been in my dms before I actually didn't realize what a fudge packer was I had to google that after I got that yeah I was like Huh. I was like, I don't really understand this. So then of course I urban dictionary did. And I was like, Oh, and I was like, why are straight people using that as like an insult? I was like, this is right. very bizarre. Um, but you know, have you had to deal with like online hate yet? Not really. Um, again, my day job is I work in reproductive rights. So I see a lot of what it what that kind of stuff looks like. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't faced too much of that on my own stuff yet. I have faced speculation, which everyone deserves that right to ask me, who am I to say this recipe is bottom friendly? But I do tell um, them the process. I'm actually working on a video that I'm gonna put on my YouTube about my whole process. Um, Cause I make, I make the food, I make it for myself. If it works for myself, I then deliver it to a queer community here in Austin of 15 people. And then they, they try it and then they report back to me over the next 24 hours, how they felt from the recipes. But 
that's been the most stuff that I've gotten. And I've gotten like the couple people that like someone said I pronounced something weird because especially with you, if I'm going to keep talking to you, my Southern accent will really start to pour uh, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm drunk on camera and people don't know that um, because sometimes <laughs> I'm too like oh today so i need like a little tequila yeah. shot me through it and when i'm on camera i'll like words with like, like iron iron and like peeled and yeah. like that um, hard those words slip and someone just mm-hmm. commented the other day and was like you say peeled quite funny or quite weird and yeah. like i kind of passed that stuff up but thankfully no hate crimes or anything like that Oh, good. Because I hope it stays that way. Because I get, I always end up on like Republican TikTok somehow, and then it starts. And then I'm like, I gotta delete this. Like, I can't handle this anymore. Um, or I get the fun ones that are like, they'll create an Instagram account with the name like Patrick Weaver sucks dick, and I was like, that's not an insult. That's a fact. Really bad. I mean, like the fact that they did that is bad. But also like. Karma is going to just ruin these people. Like, oh, don't even they're know. all just going to. I literally cannot wait to just. I always like. I never wish bad things upon people other than like really bad ingrown toenails. It's like where I kind of end my thing at. So I'm like, all these people are gonna have horrible ingrown toenails when I and I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna be married to some fucking sexy ass motherfucker living in a mansion. I'll drive a fucking Rolls Royce and you're still going to be working at a paper mill in our hometown. And even if you're not, you're at least not wasting all your time commenting. Exactly. Other or creating fake accounts with oh dumbass God. names. That takes time. You have to it's put like, in yeah. I barely have time to go pee some days. Like right. I'll, I'll like realize I'm like, I've been sitting here for five hours and I needed to go pee. Then I saw him gone. Like, I don't have time to go and like log into a new account and create a new one. So, no, 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 no. I don't have time for that. I have anxiety switching in my personal account because I'm afraid I just can't get back into my, my account. So, let alone creating new ones with other have people's you, names. Have you learned the trick yet on oh, how to switch yeah. between accounts? They consult my 18 year old cousin all the time. So this down here at the very bottom, you double click it and it'll go to. I got Instagram. I was talking about TikTok. Oh, (laughs) TikTok. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. uh -uh. I have not switched over my personal. And since we started the Bob's Digest, because I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to get that. (laughs) I don't know the password. I like texted my 18 year old cousin. I'm like, how do you switch upon other accounts? Like, consultant right now that's hysterical i love that um so what has been like your favorite recipe that you've put out so far because i i'm gonna start like making these i'm gonna start sending you like photos of them because i'm so excited about several of these that makes me so happy someone just made my queso today and it was amazing okay Um, yeah that that's the first thing that i'm making i'm going to the grocery store tomorrow your episode with Tiffany and y'all were talking about queso. I was like, yes. And you were talking about that. Um, I think it's Siete. They're the ones. Yes, that they're cashew queso. It's so good. Their spine's a lot smoother. Um, so yeah, great. Because theirs is grainy as fuck. Um, it's because they don't boil their cashews, which is what I do. Um, so 
My favorite recipe, and it was intentionally my first episode on purpose, was the Alfredo because that mm. was the first thing I learned how to cook when I was a kid. Um, my mom taught me her Alfredo. It took me literally three years to perfect <laughs> it as a kid. I made it for all my friends in college and they loved it. But of course I made the dairy version. And yeah. then when I was living in New York, I created this whole different dairy-free version because I've been dairy-free for way longer than plant-based. Um, I cannot mess with dairy ever. Um, I, I have too many, I have IBS, like I, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, great yeah. things. I'm trying to get my, a lot of my recipes more IBS friendly too, FYI. So leave the onion in the case though, if it bothers you. Yeah. But, um, the Alfredo was intentional, which, I will say now, I'm very transparent. The Alfredo is not IBS friendly. I started- Yeah, no, I, I would never eat that. Cauliflower, so, but I quickly learned that I, there was a whole other community that I could learn from that I didn't know really to think about because all these people with IBS started commenting on the Alfredo and were like, oh, I can't have that. And I was like, oh my God, that's a great way to like narrow down my next batch mm -hmm. recipes is do they at least pass the IBS test and then do they pass bottom front so I got you I'm coming but so <laughs> I love it so far um I do love to bake a lot too but my audience isn't resonating with the sweets as much as they are the dinner recipes so I'm backing off but um the Alfredo has definitely been my favorite yeah, I'm one of those people I prefer like savory over sweet. I've never been that person. People do. Um, yeah, like, I would rather eat like a whole jar of salsa than like a pint of ice cream. Like in Nashville, you bet your ass I tore up that hot chicken. Like, oh, I, I oh had, my God. had to cheat while I was there. I was like, that would destroy my stomach. I, you would get. You would, if you wanted to hang out with me at all, I'd be like, you're gonna have to come sit in here on the floor while I'm sitting on the commode because I'm I'm gonna be here for 24 hours. Um, but it that's also been kind of like the funnest part, most fun, not funnest. Get your grammar together. Um, kind of like one of the most fun parts of going plant based was like, how do I take all these foods that I love that I can't have, but now I can like reinvent them. Um, and I have an e-cookbook out now. So I'm going to send you, I'm going to email you a free copy. I'm not going to make you pay for it. Um, so yeah, I was just like, you know, people would always ask like, hey, like, how did you make that, you know, like jackfruit salad the other day? And I was just like, I don't want to respond to this like Dia. I'm just taking it. I'm going to run out of room. I got a lot. I don't have a lot of time today. So I was like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to put it all in an ebook. And so I put it all in an ebook. It's nine recipes. Um, the second one's almost done. So I'll send oh. it to you though. I'll email it to you. Um, oh. Yeah, it's it's really good stuff. And it's like quick too, because like I'm on the go. Like I don't have a, I don't have a ton of time to like make something super gourmet that has like 27,000 ingredients. Like I'm on the go. I will say half of my recipes are on the go and the other half are definitely like, you're having a dinner party, you're showing off. Yeah. Like, that's on purpose. Um, it, it's good for camera work, you know, like if it's too quick, I don't have a lot of shit to catch. So, um, <laughs> you know, like it's gotta yeah. be, be entertaining, so.
Exactly. Well, I want to ask you some rapid fire questions. So I'll give you like five seconds to respond to these. I know it's well, so we'll do like five to 10 seconds. Um, and then like some of them, like, I also just like to throw mine out there for a discussion. Um, so what is the strangest food combo that you enjoy? Ooh. Um, Ooh, I gotta work fast. Um, I wouldn't say it's the strangest, but I eat it almost every day. I nuke a banana in the microwave and then cover it in peanut butter and eat it by itself like that. It's not super strange, but I nuke it to make it mushy on purpose. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I hate banana. I don't like I don't like the texture. I eat yeah. bananas a day, no joke. Like uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I, have, I literally have like 30 bananas in my kitchen right now because I eat so that that sounds like like my worst nightmare. That rapid response question worked. <laughs> <laughs> um I I have a really nasty one, but it's because I'm from Alabama and like I grew up poor. I used to eat banana and mayonnaise sandwiches. Oh yeah. I've seen so much shit like that done in the South too. Those mayonnaise sandwiches, they can be mixed with anything. Ugh. Anything, anything. So I used to do that. And then I used to do peanut butter, turkey and cheese together was another one. Um, I've seen peanut butter and mayo in Texas growing up. Ugh. Isn't that disgusting? That. I mean, I love, I love mayonnaise. It's my favorite condiment. Yeah, but like not with peanut butter. Um, if you could sit down to have dinner with any person dead or alive, who would it be? Erica Badu. Who? Erica Badu. She's my favorite musician of all time. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. Um, this no. is hard. I don't think I could pit oh god dead or alive i wrote the question and i don't even know how to answer it uh I'd michelle obama nice. yeah um what is your guiltiest pleasure mine's reality tv like i can't get enough of it i think i'm a sex addict <laughs> <laughs> um Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> well, that's definitely a not not a guilty, but definitely pleasure. Uh, how much is too much? I guess that's what makes it guilty. Um, uh-huh. No. Guilty pleasure. Um, I, ooh, I think I eat a lot more than most people know. Is Yeah. Like, I can be a little gluttonous. Like, I... I made two deep dish Chicago style pizzas that are bottom friendly. That's my next episode coming out. I'm so excited. And I made two because one is for me and one is for my husband. We don't like cut a piece. It's like. Oh, okay. Interesting. A whole. (laughs) (laughs) So my guilty pleasure is I eat 10 times more than you would ever know. I will order an appetizer and you'll think it's for the table, but it's actually just for you. I love that. Um, celebrity crushes. Oh my god, Jake Gyllenhaal is my like yeah, number one. I like w- was so pissed I never ran into him in New York because I knew where he lived. <laughs> <laughs> like, because you know celebrities like brag about yeah. apartment buildings in New York. I was like, oh, oh yeah, oh god, yeah. 
I, yeah, we used to, I used to go up there and like seven of the girls I used to work with, we used to go sit outside of Ramona Singer's apartment and then Bethany Frankel's. So I actually used to work in Ramona's building. Um, oh. I used to work with a private chef that lives in her building, so. Yeah, um, he's but, such a train wreck of a human, um, but yeah. I, I just adore her. Um, I always just wanted to go to like a gay Wednesday party at Sonia Morgan's. It's just always a dream. Um, mm, yeah, celebrity crush is hard for me. Mine are so like random. Like I don't have a type at all. Same. So like I like Andy Cohen is a top one for me. Um, Sean Mendez is another big one. Yeah, don't know why. Just and then like TikTok Jason Derulo, like not like Jason Derulo from like middle school dance back in the day, but like TikTok Jason Derulo. Um, I mean that man is just oh god, I could just watch him all day long and never get tired of it. Um, There's actually the Birmingham, Alabama mayor too. He's pretty fucking hot too. I'm trying to remember his name. He's Who's running for- the mayor of Birmingham. I'm trying to remember his name. I'm like, I actually can pull his name up so fast. And I'm literally Googling Randall Woodfin. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Love me a hysterical. Mayor in a southern town like that. I'll be, uh, yeah. Birmingham is actually like a really horrible city to live in. Um, I hate Birmingham, but that's because I'm from Alabama. So we all hate Birmingham. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I went to the university of Alabama, so it was like right there. And so I dated a very closeted fraternity boy my freshman year and he used to take me on dates in Birmingham. So that way he wouldn't be recognized around town. (laughs) And then I got caught leaving his house, like the fraternity house one morning. I was like, sorry, not my problem. Not my secrets. <laughs> I have none. You have the biggest secret of all. It was like in the school, like the university newspaper. And I was like, I love press. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I like looked around one day and like I could just like see all of my friends that were just like reading the newspaper. And I was like, and um, one of them was like, it was you, wasn't it? And I was like, newspapers were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I. I used to work for the newspaper um, while I was in college. I used to write for them. So, yes, I've been writing for a while. Now it's just like me, like venting about beauty products. And I'm just like, now I'm like, why the fuck are there only seven shades in the new Maybelline launch? Who the fuck approved this? Like, you got the money, expand. It's so, it's also, I, so my best friend is a black woman that's in the influencer industry. You would fucking love her. She's everything. Um, But I would always be like, so like, what's like the best like drugstore makeup for like women of color? And she's like, none of it. And I was like, what? She was like, Patrick, they've never sold shades for us. I was like, I guess because I'm, it's like my privileged mind. I never had to worry about not having a shade. And so she was like, it's why I only wear the expensive stuff because they were the only ones that had stuff for women of color. 
it's crazy how expensive it is. Like, oh my God, I know. Like a $75 foundation? Absolutely not. Like a month's worth, too. It's if like, that, if that, depending upon like how often you're doing your makeup, like, and I'm over here and I'm like, give me the fucking CoverGirl skin milk that's got an SPF in it. It's $9, please and thank you. With my $3 e.l.f. concealer. Thank you. I'll take it. Does the same job. So, well, I want you to go ahead and plug all of your social handles so everyone can go and follow you. And we obviously have to plan a, a time to get together in person now that COVID's yes. about to like not be as crazy. Um, just everybody go get your shots. Okay. Let's stop being children about this. Let's all get our vaccines and, and step it up. Okay. Um, but yeah, go ahead and plug your social handles for everybody so that way we can give you a follow and a watch. So my Instagram is at the bottoms digest, and then my TikTok is just at bottoms digest. No the. Um, it'll pop up either way though. I do not have Facebook and Twitter because some wild people are on there. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Instagram and TikTok is all I'm on right now. I will have a website sooner than later. It's just not that much of a priority at the moment. But yeah. I hope you follow. The food is actually super, super, super good. I I am subscribed to the YouTube channel. I'm following on Instagram and TikTok. I am fully like into it. I am so into it. I think it's just incredible. And I cannot thank you enough for coming on uh, the show. So um, that is all for today's look behind the filter. If you would, please make sure that you go and you rate us on Apple podcast, give me a five stars and a raving review. Make sure that you are subscribed or you follow us on Spotify podcast as well. And join me next week as we take another look behind the filter. Bye.